In this series of lessons, we've been thinking about how we can make a mark, how we can leave some kind of impact. And today we bring this series to a close, one that sort of started out this year. And as we think about that, uh, you know, sometimes when we're opening our eyes to the opportunities that God puts in front of us, one of the things we begin to see is that God may work in some bigger ways than we expected, and, and we may not be comfortable with that. You know, I'm a pretty sort of conservative kind of guy in the way I dress and the way I spend money, and, you know, I'm known for driving pretty slow, at least in my family, and so I sort of am a slow mover on some stuff like that. And that's true for the way I think Sometimes God works in me. God's sort of methodical in me and, and works sort of slowly. And maybe that's because I don't open my eyes to some of that. But, but we like that in a way. We like for God to sort of take it step by step. Don't push us too hard. Don't make us go too fast. But the problem is sometimes that's not the way God works, right? Sometimes God is very, okay, here's first step, second step, third step. God wants us to continue doing the same thing for a long span of time, and that's okay. But there are times when God puts something in front of us, and it's way bigger than anything we've done before. Maybe it's more difficult than anything we've done before. It requires some skills that we haven't attained or we haven't really done anything with. And that can make us hugely uncomfortable. And it just might be that in, in the midst of this series, over the past three weeks, you've been sort of thinking through how you can make an impact among the people in your life. How you can make an impact where you are, whether it's in your family or your workplace or even here at church or in our community. And yeah, there's some things that maybe you've been doing for a long time. Things you're very comfortable with. But maybe, maybe there's been a little nudge along the way. Maybe God's sort of poked you and said there's something more. And you've been sensing that. I mean, you look out in the community and you begin to see that there are people in need all around us. And maybe you've seen some organizations that are helping those people in need. And you're beginning to think, you know, I should get, I should get involved with that. But, but it takes you out of your comfort zone. Because you're sort of used to being around people who look a lot like you and act a lot like you and talk a lot like you. And that would put you in a different environment among people that maybe make you a little uncomfortable and you've been thinking, I don't know if I'm really ready to do that or not. Or maybe you've been looking out and you've seen a need that no one's addressing. And you've felt God prompting you to do something about that need. And you're thinking, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the money to solve that problem. I, I don't have the time to deal with all of that on my own. And yet, here it comes back and back again, and you're just not sure what to do with that because it seems like such a big problem or maybe a big opportunity. And you're not sure you're ready. Or maybe you felt God prompting you to, to live a different life 
I mean, maybe you feel God calling you in a complete different direction than you've been living. Not that you've been doing anything wrong, but that a new area of service, a new arena has opened up to you. And it's going to require you to sort of change gears and to go in a completely different direction with your life and maybe pursue some education or change careers or, or do something in retirement that you never did the rest of your life. And you're thinking, I'm past all that. I'm past all that. I'm ready for things to be routine. I'm ready to keep doing what I've always done. But God keeps calling. And your answer is, God, that's, that's too much. That's too big. That requires too much change. I'm just not prepared for that kind of change in my life. My family's not prepared for that kind of change. We're just not ready to do that. And yet, there's the call of God. And you've got to figure out what to do with it. And what you want to say to God is, that's just too big. Well, today I want us to look at a passage of Scripture. We find it in Matthew chapter 17. We've been in Matthew throughout this series, and we're going to finish up there. To put this in a little bit of perspective, Jesus has just come down from the, the mountain of transfiguration. This is one of the high moments, if not the highest moment in His ministry, where God glorifies Him in a way that, even though it's sort of described in Scripture, I think is beyond what we can really understand. Three of his disciples have witnessed that, and this has been an amazing, literally, mountaintop experience in Jesus' life, in his ministry, and for these three men who were with him. And they come down the mountain, and they encounter there Jesus' disciples, gathered around a young man. And he's shrieking, and he seems to be convulsing, and all this is going on, and the disciples the ones who had remained behind, have tried to bring healing to him, and so far they have failed completely. They can't do anything for him. But Jesus comes into the picture, and he casts out a spirit, and the boys return to, to normalcy. Now the disciples have a pretty obvious question. Jesus, why couldn't we do that? Verse 20, and I think I skipped a verse, but let's move on to verse 20. Here's his answer. Because you have so little faith. How would you like to be one of those disciples standing in front of Jesus? And you say, Jesus, why couldn't we do that? And his answer to you, he looks in your eyes and says, because you don't have enough faith could not have been easy to hear. Jesus went on, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, in, in that day, course they didn't have the science that we have and they didn't know about molecules and atoms and electrons and lots of other particles that are even smaller than that but what they did know about was a mustard seed and a mustard seed is about as small a seed as you can find in fact it was about as small an object that you could find in the ancient world and still be able to see it so if you held a mustard seed in your hand you could see it but barely. It's so tiny. So it was sort of thought of as the smallest possible 
thing, the smallest possible thing that was real. And so they looked on that mustard seed as the smallest. So you hear Jesus talking, and he says two things that in some ways seem incompatible. He says, you don't have enough faith, but if you had the faith the size as small as a mustard seed, so if you had the, the least amount of faith possible, the smallest particle of faith, you could do amazing things. Move mountains. Nothing is impossible when you've got the power of God behind you. So how do, we, how do we reconcile this? Because here we've got the disciples of Jesus. Here's men who have pledged themselves to Jesus. They're following Jesus. They've witnessed the miracles. They know who He is. And, and that seems like faith, doesn't it? And Jesus says we have the smallest faith. You can do amazing things. So what do we do with that? It seems to me that Jesus must have been saying to these guys, listen, the faith you got, it's not the right kind of faith. Because if you had the right faith, even in the smallest quantity possible, you could have done this. The smallest faith you can imagine because it has the power of God behind it, could have done this. Maybe, maybe they had gotten a little too comfortable. I mean, they had been doing some amazing things in the name of Jesus. And maybe they had gotten a little bit comfortable. They had been working with some massive power. And when we're around massively powerful things, we sometimes get a little comfortable with them. And maybe they had forgotten the source of that power. It wasn't within them. It was the power of God at work. And maybe they had begun to trust themselves too much. They had forgotten they needed God. Maybe this had become every day. Maybe they forgot just how amazing these things were. I don't know, but what I know is somehow their faith, even though it could have been as tiny as possible, was somehow insufficient for the moment. And Jesus is calling them back to the faith that they needed. Because faith in an almighty God is always powerful. For the biggest jobs and the smallest ones. So we take this passage. What do we do with that? Small amount of faith can make a tremendous difference. As we look on what the disciples were called to do during Jesus' ministry, and we look at what the disciples were called to do after Jesus' ministry, read the book of Acts, and we see God at work in them because of their faith. Think about us. And when we're overwhelmed, when we're looking at what God has called us to do, and we say, that's too much, it's too big, I can't do it, I don't have the resources, I don't have the time, I don't have the smarts, I don't have the ability, I'm too old, I'm too young. What I see is us as the people of God needing to hold out our hands and see if our faith is even the size of a mustard seed. Because faith, even that small and a powerful God, can get the job done. And so the message for us is that we can do whatever God needs us to do. 
We can do whatever God needs us to do. God has chosen to work through people. He's chosen to work through pretty average, ordinary people. People like us. He's chosen to to share the message of Jesus, not just sort of miraculously informing people, though he certainly could do that. But more often than that, what Jesus does is, is he asks regular Christians to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And even with a small amount of faith, sharing that message is powerful. And so here we are, people who seem overwhelmed sometimes, a people who may, may really want to turn God down. I mean, there's times when we just want to say, God, I see the need out there. Yeah, it's, it's there. I can't deny that. It's right in front of me. Everyone sees the need. But I just, I really don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be the one to have to make myself uncomfortable to do it. I don't want to be the one to have to change my life to, to do this. I just want to say no. But we're talking about God. And we are a people who have said, Jesus is Lord. And when you say that, it changes everything. Because if Jesus is Lord, if Jesus is the one who is Lord of my life, and I'm not the one who decides, I get to say, okay, I'm going to submit to the will of God in Jesus Christ, then it's not okay for me to say, God, I know you want me to do this. God, I know you've chosen to use people like me to do this, but you know what? I just really don't want to. It makes me too uncomfortable. I'd have to change too much. What if Paul had said, no, I think I'll stay in Tarsus. That's where my family is, where I grew up. It's where everybody knows me. It's where I'm safe. I think I'll just stay there. There's great school there. You can study. But God called him. God called him to go and to speak and to share the message of Jesus. And in the end, to be beaten and ridiculed and maligned and eventually killed. But along the way, God gave him everything he needed to do the work that he had been called to do. God equipped him. Or I think about Philip and his seven daughters who prophesied because of their faith in God. Oh, it would have been easier to stay home, raise a family, have grandchildren, enjoy the life that he had tried to build for himself, but instead he went and he spoke and his daughters prophesied in the name of Jesus. What if they had just said, let's stay home? Think of each of these individuals that God used in the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament. Think of Peter. Ah, oh, Peter. Fisherman. He's got a job. 
We know he was married. He's got a family. Man, it would have been easy to stay in Galilee and keep catching fish. But then he had this encounter with this man who's doing amazing things and and he's preaching and he's saying things that, man, it makes sense and it fulfills prophecy. And it would have been easy to say, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I got a pretty good life. I've got things the way I want them to be. And to pick up and follow you around Galilee and down into Judea for three years and didn't have to live in Jerusalem, the big city. He's a small-town guy. And lead these Christians in the midst of all kinds of opposition. Try to, try to speak as a person of authority. It would have been easier to stay in Galilee. But Peter knew. Even faith size of a mustard seed. Barely see it. But carry him through. And he did it. So what is it? Last week we talked about how what I'm doing seems too small. And how God can use that. Maybe that's where you are. Sort of taking what God can do right here. Or maybe, maybe today you sense the Holy Spirit guiding you into something else. Calling you to do more. And to be more. Calling you to take on a challenge that seems a little overwhelming to you. And maybe you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pull this thing off. I don't know how I can lead it. I don't know how we can raise enough money. I don't know how I'm going to do any of that. But here's what I know. God's going to give me the ability to do whatever it is he needs me to do. And there may be a price to pay for it. may not always be easy. But if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, I can do it. So what are you going to tell God? No, I don't really want to do that. Or, God, use me every way you can. Empower me to be the person you, you need me to be. And do something bigger and better. Let's pray together. And sometimes we don't feel like our faith is even as big as a mustard seed. And when it's not, we feel the effects. God, help it to be so much bigger than that. Help our faith to take root and to grow. And be not just a seed, but a tree that's lifting up its branches to you. And God, help us to be a people who are ready to trust you to do whatever it is you want to do through us. Empower us to do your work. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe today it's time for you to take some initial steps of faith.
to put your faith in Jesus Christ and admit, like every one of us, you're a sinner and in need of forgiveness and then to be immersed into Christ. Or maybe you've already done that and you want to be a member of our church. If you've made either one of those decisions, we'd like to talk with you about where you are on your journey of faith and figure out what the next steps are according to Scripture. Let us know. Come forward as we stand and sing our invitation. Let's stand together.